0: Mail-iners. that's what we could call our fans, right? Mailin, mailin crew, mailin gang, mailin. What about
1: like mailheads?
0: Mailheads, mail, mail time.
1: Someone think of something good that doesn't suck.
0: Doesn't suck. It's just it's... Let us know. We we were calling them the uh, like the lunchbox or something like that. I think it was some. I don't, I don't remember, but they they had a name that was pretty good. Anyway, I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, slash in front of me, the lovely and the one and only Sally DeFreeze. Hey, Sal. Hi. How are you?
1: Uh, I was checking my makeup and my camera. And I put okay. a little lip on before we started because mm-hmm. we have video again this week. We
0: do. How's it look?
1: <laughs> Gotta get my shit together. <laughs> I like have really been slacking on the skin routine lately. Okay. Sal gals are not gonna be impressed. Uh, and we're going to Italy soon. I need to look just glowing. Right. I'm just not there right Um, now. What is is
0: your airplane plan for that trip? Thank you for asking. Of course.
1: Uh, Okay. So um, I I probably will actually do a little Sal Gals Instagram about this, mostly because Will and I are flying uh, for the first time in a very long time without Fritz. So it's going to already be very luxurious. Oh. (laughs) Because flying with a baby is like passing a football back and forth like for two hours that you're just like trying to constantly entertain like i'm actually mm-hmm. gonna be able to like enjoy a glass of wine oh, yeah. which i think is free because we're flying internationally so that's nice mm-hmm. and yeah, um, i'll be careful with that yeah my plan is to have like a glass of wine take a unisom and then just pass out
0: red wine and ambien in the words of john mayer
1: um i if i had ambien still i would probably do that mm, i see but where do the whys? Have you ever taken Ambien?
0: Uh, no, have we talked
1: about this before?
0: I don't. I. I. I don't think I've. I've taken plenty of sleep aids, but never. Never. Technically Ambien. Okay. Ambien.
1: Do not take Ambien for the first time on a plane. Because oh. Ambien. Um. I used to take it when I would work night shift because I couldn't sleep during the day. Yeah. And Ambien will make you like do weird stuff. I used to. I actually used to take Ambien. So I took it, I would take it when I got home from work and then sleep during the day. Right. But it was right when, when I was working night shift for a couple of months was right when Will and I met mm-hmm. and we were obviously like talking long distance cause he hadn't gotten a job in Austin yet or moved yet. And um, so he would call me, I would call him like on my way home from work mm-hmm. and we would talk in the morning cause it would be like seven o'clock my time and like eight o'clock his time. So that would be like That's when we talked. Yeah. Yeah. Like me coming home from work, him going to work. And I would like take the ambient As soon as I got home, we would start talking. And then I would start just basically hallucinating. Like you're awake, but you start like
0: dreaming. Oh, yeah. I did that feeling at, like used you at sleepovers, you'd be talking to your buddy yeah. the whole time. And you'd start, explaining and you start having like weird, yeah.
1: vivid dreams. Oh
0: yeah,
1: so much so that Will and I we used to call it being in the forest because I at one point I had told him like I was dreaming that I was in the forest, but I was talking to him. It was really good for him because we were at the beginning of our relationship, and I was like trying to be coy, and I had mm-hmm. like no filter when I was on Ambien. So he would just ask me like, "What do you think about me? Like, what do you you know like?" Ooh. Any of the hard-hitting questions that you normally wouldn't like do soberly, but I was under the influence of Ambien. Of course. it's 7 a.m., by the way. Yeah, at 7 a.m. If you haven't taken Ambien before, don't do it on a plane when you're at altitude because it can make the effects of it so much worse. And I've Ooh. heard horror stories, but legitimately one of my friends flying over to Italy when she was in college took Ambien, and her parents, like, they – would have grounded the plane had they not been like over the Atlantic because oh she was God. like having such a panic attack because she was hallucinating so bad that they Oof. basically like her dad had to like they had to switch seats to somebody and like take her to the back of the plane <laughs> and like like put an eye mask on her and just like basically like oh rock her my to sleep. God, so don't yeah.
0: Okay, if Noted. you
1: if you're. You've never taken it before, just stick with Benadryl or like a Tylenol PM. That's a solid way.
0: Uh, But the rest of the flight, though?
1: The rest of the flight, uh, compression socks. Okay. I'm not trying to get blood clots here. No. Okay. Uh, And then I'm going to do like some vigorous masking. So I'm talking face mask and I'm not talking like against COVID. I'm talking about like (laughs) moisture on your face. Got it. So lots and lots of water.
0: Yep. From dehydrated yeah uh, you get dehydrated
1: yeah. uh probably a couple of liquid ivs of course of
0: and course. then
1: uh i'm going to do like a full skin care routine a sk2 uh facial treatment mask like a sheet mask and then wow. i'll just like lather the shit out of my skin and we and then go to sleep and then probably like do some patches in the morning
0: look at that you do the whole thing the little, you'll be you'll be absolutely puffies. glowing will you spray tan before you go
1: I'm not going to spray tan, I don't think, because the wedding, we go on a Friday and the wedding's on a Tuesday. Dicey. And so I think I'm just going to bring some fake tan. Is that
0: the thing where you put the little mitten on? And yes. Just, yeah. Again,
1: also PSA, if you're putting the mousse on, wear the mitt because you will dye your hand brown and mm. then you'll look like you have like dipped your hands in mud, but you can't get it off. We Got made it. that mistake one time before Memorial Day. We're like, how, how much do you really need the mitt? You can probably just wash your hands. You need it pretty badly, actually.
0: <laughs> um, other tangent I wanted to ask you about because we did not get to it last week. Fritz is swimming.
1: He is. He's doing infant swim rescue.
0: ISR, I've heard.
1: ISR. Uh, it's basically where they teach kids, young kids, how to flip over in water if they fall in to mm-hmm. flip and get on their back and like float on their back.
0: Right. How uh, is this going?
1: Uh, it's it's going fine. Okay. It, it was not something that was at the forefront of my mind because we don't have a pool.
0: Mm-hmm. Your parents like, eh. do have a pool,
1: though. My parents have a pool okay. and my sisters have pools. We have a pool in our apartment. but There's like no way for him to get to it unless we legitimately bring him to it.
0: He would need to like learn things very quickly.
1: Right. Yeah. But yeah, like how to operate an elevator. Right. Uh,
0: He's smart, but that's that's but probably a couple, a couple months away.
1: Yeah, having been a um, pediatric ICU nurse and taking care of drowning victims... Uh. When a spot opened up, I was like, we should just do it. Sure. So it's going okay. I took him earlier. He, um, he's screaming bloody murder. Oh, boy. But he's doing better at floating. And if somebody's screaming, they're breathing. So, the, you know.
0: You know what? There you go.
1: But that's the thing. Drowning is normally silent uh, is what they tell you. So because kids fall in and then they like don't, don't, don't know, know to how do. to, they end up on their stomach right. with their head face down.
0: They're so, also, I feel like their head is so much bigger than like, correct their body. So you, it doesn't take much for them to just kind of like flip over. They just go, boop, so the, what good. she's
1: teaching him is like she's dunking him in different ways and he's learning to flip over. I see. But he's screaming because he can see me there and he's pissed and he's like he Yo, knows like what's like coming. But in, like, yeah. A normal kid who just like maybe walks into the pool and falls, very little sound. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important. What PSA, ISR. ISR.
0: And other PSA: wear, wear a mitt
1: and wear a tanning mitt. Right. We, I mean, wrap we're it up answer Randy. all of all of life's questions and
0: answers. Answers. There you go. That's what we do on this podcast, right? Life's questions and life's answers. Sally, uh, if you would like to help us out, please, please subscribe. Tell a friend. Um, send them clips that will be coming from the lovely intern Adam. Uh, And then subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, hit the hotline number, leave a voicemail. We have one of those today, 888-362-MAIL, that's 888-362-6245, or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Podcast. Are you ready, Sally? I'm ready. Let's hop in. Hi, Sally and Brett. A good friend recently got married, and about six weeks later, they ended things. They never technically got legally married, but had a whole ass wedding with friends, family, and the works. My question is, how does my gift work now? <laughs> Do they keep my cash? Does just he, I am friends with him. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, Does just the groom, because I'm mm-hmm. friends with him. Does this carry over to the next wedding? Just curious for him, does he ever tell people he was married at all? Thank you. The old 6 weaker. I the, mean, the, the Chris, uh, wow. Chloe? Courtney? Kim. Kim. Kim and Blake uh, Griffin, right?
1: Kim and Blake Griffin and Kim and another guy when she was like, oh, not Blake
0: Griffin. Uh, What's his face? Uh, You're thinking of uh, Chris Humphreys. Chris Humphreys. Yes.
1: Uh, Okay. As far as the gift goes, like you're not getting it back. No, that's gone. Unless, like, unless your friend is just like a really stand up guy. But, like, I think, I think everyone just cuts their losses because they're like, this was pretty uncomfortable and we're just going to, like, not acknowledge that it happened or not acknowledge that it happened, but we're acknowledging it. And then we're going to just move on because it's going to be more painful for him to like return all the gifts. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Imagine being like knocking on the door. Hey, this is a, uh, the vintage coffee maker. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Uh,
1: because in other situations if a couple got divorced, you're not like, am I getting my gift back? (laughs) You know? So obviously the timeline is a little sketchy,
0: (laughs) but I'm just what like six weeks, man,
1: six weeks. Um, It's really, really important for people to know each other before they marriage counsel.
0: Marriage counsel.
1: Yes. Like if I can offer you one piece of advice to everyone who is married, going to be married, et cetera, premarital counseling. And if you haven't done premarital counseling, you're already married, like marital counseling, also great because it doesn't matter how in love you are and like how you want to shout it from the rooftops and how great it seems on Instagram. Like everyone fights uh even like i truly and i truly feel like i love will so much and that we have are still in like a very much of a honeymoon phase but we freaking fight <laughs> and sometimes it's nice to have someone mm-hmm. and it's like not even in the moment but later when we like talk to our therapist we'll like go over stuff and she's like it's just nice to like it's have, it's Nice to have somebody neutral yes and not even about like who's right or wrong mm-hmm. it's like learning what the other person was essentially trying to communicate because most fights are like people just totally missing the mark with each other about what you want versus what they want sure
0: and it's one thing to go to like your sister and give her opinion and then for will to go to his buddy and and then it's like good but it's also not you're not you're not working towards a, a mutual solution
1: and i you know don't know this couple at all but i think it's really important i used to always say Like, oh, whatever. If it's love, like, you get married and it's fine. But the older I am, I'm like, well, you really need to know yourself and you really need to know the other person and, like, Mm -hmm. what they feel about specific things. So six weeks, I mean, who knows? Maybe they moved in together and, like, they just have totally different opinions on, like, having kids or, like, what their financial situation is. That's what I was going to
0: say. Like, what if they moved in and, like, six weeks in – the finances are like, whoa, you do you what with talk a credit about card? about the stuff before. Or wait, you you don't want kids? Like, yeah. hang on a second.
1: Even if you have like a short engagement or a short, you know, amount of time dating each other, Courtship you have pronounced. got to know the ins and outs of somebody. Um, anyway, that's a that's a totally different point. Um
0: I just I just jammed the camera. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but so ignore your gift yes if he gets married again you should probably get him another gift right or just you a note
0: that says i already did this
1: no but like you don't have to give him like a super nice gift get I don't know.
0: chili's gift card for six weeks from now when you're back there again
1: but okay so this guy i guess technically didn't even really have to get divorced or annul his marriage because they didn't actually get married they, only had like a they just ceremony. had a party right <laughs>
0: They basically so, had a breakup party.
1: I've heard of this happening, not oh, really? of people like ending their marriage, but I've had friends. I had a friend, well, it's really my friend's sister, got married in somewhere international in the Caribbean somewhere that they.
0: Was when the you marriage get done inter- by the end of the. No, no, no. Okay. They're still
1: together. But when you get married internationally, most yeah. of the time, a lot of people do it. They get married in the States first. Yeah. They and then the, go the court, like do a yeah. ceremony somewhere else. That's what Lillian Drew did. Because it, to actually get your marriage license in Mexico, it's like you have to jump through all these hoops and you have to be there for a certain amount of time. It just doesn't really make sense. Something happened with theirs. Oh, no. Where they were getting married somewhere in the Caribbean and whatever marriage license they had, they like messed that up. They didn't get married in the United States or something. Yikes. So, like two years later, realized. Oh, no. Because they had like – she was like finally changing her last name and they were like
0: – You're not Filing you're not taxes married. joint
1: and they were like, oh, you're not married. So they went oh, no. and they had a second wedding in Vegas with like all their close Oh, that's kind of fun. Which was really fun. With the to double up on it. But they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> we have been married like these last two years. Wow. But I think you – we were talking about this and the same thing happened one of our friends like didn't – messed up the marriage license and didn't get it on time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you still tell people that your anniversary is the day that you had the yeah, ceremony. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. You don't like say it as the day you actually got the marriage license.
0: Correct. I don't think any, like anybody does, right? Right.
1: But that all being said, if you had a party, you were essentially married, even if it was only for six weeks, you have to tell people that like you oh, yeah. were married and have been divorced.
0: That is an, such an expensive Six weeks,
1: right? But like, it, if this guy gets into a relationship with somebody, he has to d- divulge that. Like, yo,
0: you totally do. Like, I was married. You don't just erase that one from the old record. You're, you player. don't like call her like no, a no, girlfriend
1: no. that never came to fruition. Like, <laughs> no, you had a
0: whole ass wedding.
1: Yeah, you had a whole ass wedding and a six marriage weeks. for six weeks.
0: Oh my god, I can't like, I can't. Like, Listen, I, I marriage is that, hard.
1: I'm not judging anybody.
0: I wonder if something happened because just I think about like the parents who presumably have had some payment in there maybe a down payment on a house or like there's a lot that you're just like oh my god
1: and obviously the advice i'm going to give is you should never if something is not working you've like used every outlet like you shouldn't stay with somebody just because of the embarrassment of like not wanting to end a marriage six weeks later but ideally you want to end it before you even get married so if you're already like this is my thing if you are Somebody is being unfaithful, or you like haven't t- divulged everything, or you already are like at each other's throats. As embarrassing as it is to cancel a wedding before the wedding happens to break off an engagement, I think it's so much worse once you've already mm-hmm. gotten married.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's something, man. By the way, uh, does he, I think, oh, yes, we kind of mentioned it. Yeah, I think, I think your gift can sort of carry over. You don't have to no, load up, you his, have, no, yeah, you don't have to get a brand new like. Who knows, like by presse, the time he
1: gets married again, he, he may not even be friends with them, so it won't matter.
0: <laughs> I do like the idea of his buddy just shooting him back at Venmo being like, I mean, better be luck like nice. next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Don't Venmo um,
1: request him, you know?
0: You could get your uh, your buddy for his next wedding. Maybe a couple months subscription to ButcherBox. Load up their fridge in the newlyweds' house. That I don't hate that That actually be idea.
1: a great gift. Yeah, just, uh, just load them up. But then what if you... What if they divorce? <laughs> Are you trying to get the Butcher Box sent back Send, to you? Sends his meat back? I think you call them and you're like, okay. Can I, get, can I get my meat? Forward the subscription to me.
0: And I would be glad to because Butcher Box is absolutely phenomenal, Sally. Their quality, unbelievable. Their pork, their beef, their chicken, their salmon, their scallops. Are you serious? I'm doing salads now because I'm on a health kick. Yeah. little shrimp in there. Oh, ButcherBox has been there the whole way. This summer- Add some power players to your grilling lineup with ButcherBox. It's the subscription service that delivers high-quality meat and seafood right to your doorstep. You choose from a carefully curated selection of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood, and more. I'm on a steak tip kick. Okay. I've been grilling them. I've been cast-iron skilleting them. (laughs) You can do whatever you want with steak tips. I just know they're going to be good. Yeah. And then I put them on little kebabs with veggies and onions and stuff. Right. Woo. Randy, you kidding me? What's your favorite cut of meat this summer, Sally? What is, what is the August meat choice of Sally?
1: Um. Well, we've actually, in our household, I've been trying to stay away from red meat for a little bit.
0: Sure. That's okay.
1: Um. So I've been on a big
0: seafood kick. Sure. Absolutely. But also,
1: I've been, I've had some real great luck with like a really thinly sliced cut up chicken breast in half Mm, and then marinate the shit out of it and i am of the camp i'm not an idiot i am fully aware that chicken thighs have more flavor okay okay but sometimes you got to go with the lean chicken breast and you got to marinate it and then just like grill it a little bit and put it on top of a salad and Mm. the great thing about butcher boxes i know that i'm not getting like One of the chickens that's like raised in the horrible warehouse conditions. Correct. Like you're getting clean food. Exactly. Which is honestly, as much as I'm like avoiding red meat, it's for literally right now because I always crave a steak. The most important thing when you are eating any sort of meat is that it's like from a sustainable source that's clean and that I don't have to worry about that with butcher box. Totally.
0: Free range chicken. Those things are running around till the day they uh, end up on your doorstep more or less.
1: They're not in a...
0: <laughs> and unbeatable value because each meal is less than six dollars on average. Are you kidding me? Get summer sizzling started with a special special butcher box deal for listeners of the Mailin podcast. That's right, free bacon for life of your membership. Plus, Randy, one hundred dollars off. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/mailin and use code bonus one hundred to get one pack of free bacon in every box. For the life of your membership, plus $100 off your first order, that's butcherbox.com slash mail in, and use code BONUS100 to claim this deal. How about a voicemail, Sally? Let's do it. Is that a red flag? She doesn't have any friends. As in, like I literally don't know
2: who she hangs out with when she's single or my dick.
0: Is it a red flag if she does not have any friends, Sally? Yeah. I think so, too. But there's an important caveat. Okay. Because if she's on the apps and she's single, maybe she's new to town. And if she's new to a city, it's tough to make friends right away. Okay. I will give her that, or him, that Mm -hmm. caveat. But if she's got no friends, I think it's a red flag.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think there are two types of people. There are the people that like call, this is like me, call everyone their best friend okay. and they've got like a million friends, you know, and that they, I as I am know myself better, I probably don't keep in touch with all of them as much as I should. But then if you ask me, I'd be like, oh my God, my best friend so-and-so. Like I don't have like 10 mm-hmm. best friends, but I will call 10 people my best friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, platonic. And I I'm not trying to be like I have so many friends. I just have like I have a qu- high quantity and still a decent quality. But I don't like put all my. You eggs okay? In
0: you you're you're like I f- okay. I'm I'm using your husband as and as an example here. Mm-hmm. I feel like his like hometown high school friend group mm-hmm. is like it's them and Literally nobody no else. Friends, no new friends, it's like- f- right? Where I think you and I are similar that I have two guys in this group and then uh-huh. I have three football guys and then I have four hockey guys yeah. and then like when I get home it's a, it's a job to bumblebee around right. and, and pollinate everybody. But
1: like my high school, my college, my yes. post work, this work, did it at exactly. my grad school. Like all of those people.
0: Will's got like more friends for sure but like like around but he like that high school group text will forever stay this right. Right.
1: Uh, and then there are yeah, the other type of person is like Will that you've got like Two people that those are your people. You don't really stray out of it. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're an introvert, and that's it. But I think having like no one in your life is a red flag because it's like, why are you alone? Yeah, you know, maybe you choose to be. That's fine. Sure. Um, or maybe you're toxic and you've burned a lot of friendships. Well,
0: that's the that's the big. Problem, right? Is like I think you can tell a lot about a, a person by the company they keep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't choose it, like family, right? Sometimes it's a friend that's been there forever that is has gone a different direction. And you're kind of trying to still figure things out with them, right? But for the most part, you can tell a lot about yourself by the company that is around you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think you should be able to make some assumptions or judge somebody or make inferences based on their friends. And you want to know that you're a good person outside the the whatever facade you're putting up in a relationship,
1: right? But I, yeah, like you said, it's it depends on like how well he knows her. You know, like mm-hmm. if he's only gone on like a couple of dates with her and he hasn't like seen her out with people, like maybe she
0: just is like, yeah, there, there's obviously caveat.
1: Maybe all of her friends are in a different city, but at the same time, I feel like when you get to know someone better and you're like maybe living with them or going to think about marrying them, mm-hmm. again, m- looking at their friends and like the way they treat each other is so important. To me, I'd almost argue that like a more uh, red flag for me would be like somebody that has friends that are not like loyal ride or die friends. Sure. Because I'm like, what's, what's up with you that you don't mm-hmm. have like a couple people that would like take a bullet for you? You know what I'm saying? Literally, does that, make, does that we sound have a, dramatic? We have a question I, on this
0: very podcast coming up about that.
1: Yeah, like you, and it, maybe that person is like, some of my best friends, quote unquote, are like my siblings mm-hmm. because we all live in the same city. So like I probably see some of my sisters more than I see anybody else. Sure. Um, But like, do you have people in your life that are going to support you and like be there for you? And if you don't, why not and I'm, I'm not like being like oh you need to have no there's no life. it's not a,
0: but it's not a, i guess it's not, judgment's the wrong word it's just like it it's like uh, what's the i'm curious i'm
1: just thinking of people that i know that i'm like you know the friends you have these friends that you're they're not like obviously your good friend but you know people that like run through friends yeah like their flavor of the week Fucking randy you're like over here. Yeah. yeah randy <laughs> you know what i'm talking about you yes. have somebody that you're like oh So-and-so's attached to so-and-so this week.
0: Mm -hmm. And they're
1: divulging every single thing and they're like seen together. And then all of a sudden there's a little falling out and then that person's on to the next one. On to the
0: next one, yeah.
1: That is a bigger red flag to me than like having no friends.
0: What about the, I'm piggybacking here. What about the girl that says, oh, I'm not friends with girls. I just have a bunch of guy friends. Or like I, I get along better with guys.
1: I think that's like a really like overdone like. Trope. Trope. Yeah. That I'm kind of like okay we got it, but I also don't think that like maybe you're in a job where like you're surrounded by all guys sure. and like you don't have any girlfriends in your city, so like y- you hang out with guys that that happens.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not necessarily saying that's a red flag. I'm just saying there's like a, like what, what like is there a toxic? Thing but you there? know
1: what I think though, the girls who say that <laughs> oh no are very much like I just I'm not like there are girls who that is their actual case sure but they don't go to people and be like i just am more of a guy's girl than a girl's girl Mm -hmm. the girls who are saying i'm more of a guy's girl than a girl's girl and like i i'm just closer with guys normally that is for a reason i in my opinion okay my history has taught me
0: i don't disagree i just I, need, I don't have, like, an example in my head that I can. I can
1: have a sure. literal example of somebody that I feel like is friends with more guys than girls. And it's because she's in a field where she – it's like she's the sure, only that's girl. That's Yeah, totally fair. And it's one of my friends. So we are friends, but, mm-hmm. like, she has a lot of guy friends. Got it. But it would never be like, oh, I'm just friends with guys. Because that's just not her personality. I'm just I feel I'm like a when guys. people What's are like – What's
0: it called? Like, it's a, uh, the pick-me personality. Yeah. Where it's like –
1: that's like also claiming no offense to anybody, like that you're super into sports to like impress people. Yeah,
0: I've, that's that was the that's the I other wanna, overdone. I trope. didn't want to be the oh, which I the I guy, hate saying because
1: yeah. I think it's dumb for girls to not be able allowed to like Correct. like sports without The keeping of that is insane. But I also think like you can just be into sports and not have to tell everyone about it.
0: I'm I'm afraid, I'm afraid <laughs> there's people out there that are like. You guys, no, just, there are, and I hope people I understand bad. that
1: I'm not like putting all this on women because I think there are things that guys do too that I'm just like, that's, Oh, very that's much sketchy. Very
0: like, much like
1: if so. you have to tell people that you're a gentleman, you're not a gentleman,
0: maybe a southern gent.
1: Guess what? Like, it's through actions. So, yes. stop being like, Oh, I'm like, I'm a gentleman, I'm a, I'm a gentleman, no. Just you, show you got me your whole personality from Wolf of likely, Wall Street. Likely, yeah, likely you're a douchebag. And I, <laughs> Jordan you
0: know. Belford. Oh yeah. my God. Can we, we do really the next derailed, one before yeah. we say too much? Yeah. Hey, Malin, I uh, recently started a new job and I'm currently working in a small team. We work on a lot of projects with quick turnaround time. So there are a lot of times we're all at the office by ourselves after hours, Randy. We also travel heavily for work, so we spend a lot of time together outside of working hours. Throughout all of this, I have developed very strong feelings for my coworker. It feels like this is beyond a crush that I can just get over. I genuinely cannot stop thinking about her. The problem is, I am married. I would never cross any lines, but this has started to create an overwhelming sense of guilt. This is something that has been keeping me up at night. I feel terrible that this isn't just something I can shake. I know deep down that I probably need to tell my wife, but I am worried about how this would make her feel. Do I need to quit my job? Or what can I do to move past this thank you? Oh no.
1: I think by my face you can tell that I did not read this whole rundown oh, you before did. we started. <laughs> oh shit.
0: Oh shit is right. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> Now, first, let me, let me do some commending. Uh, you recognize it. You will not cross any lines. You are, you, you know there's something wrong about this and you know you have to fix it. So, let me get out like, you, re- you thank you for doing that and not just fucking up and trying to put the pieces back together afterwards.
1: Right. Okay, there's two things that I need to know here. Okay. Um, one... Are the feelings reciprocated? Okay. Obviously, he probably doesn't know that because he hasn't like made a move. Correct. Um, number two, if they were, would that change how you feel about the situation? Mm-hmm. Because here's what I think. I. I do not believe in soulmates. Okay. I I think that people can have multiple soulmates
0: yeah i think that's fair
1: um but i also think that when you're married to somebody or or you're in a relationship with somebody and you love them and that they are your like one and done you love them you normally don't put yourself in a situation where you are open to having feelings for somebody else mm-hmm. uh obviously that happens because people have extramarital affairs and especially at work um and probably for the same situation that this guy's in Mm -hmm. where spending a lot of time at work after hours traveling etc and it's easy to like see someone in that light but my question is is your marriage secure enough that like is that why this is happening that you got a crush on her because i don't i do think that there i guess there is a situation in where like what if you're married to somebody and then you meet who you think is the love of your life and it's not the person you're married to? yeah and i'm sure that happens it definitely happens and i'm not trying to stand in the way of that
0: no i'm sure that's it's not even in a in a bad way right as shitty as that
1: sounds um but i also like me personally i don't know that i could ever get to that situation with somebody sure yeah. but i also don't put myself in situ and not not that he has a choice but like at work i'm not like really chummy with anybody in a situation where like we could start anything you know what i'm saying Sure. Or that i would like develop a crush and then i don't really have any other friends that are like <laughs> i would like yeah. want to have an affair with. you know sure. what I'm, saying? If the, I, I'm not trying to like make light of the situation I know, I know. but all that being said number one i don't I don't know if telling the wife
0: I don't it's necessary. Occur, that's where I'm at too. Is I it's don't not think it's worth necessary. hurting
1: her unless you'll have other issues that like you need to probably address in therapy. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say if this is chronic, if this is yeah. ha- if this is like the third or fourth time this has happened with somebody different, that's maybe an issue. But with the one time nothing's happened, it's purely mental. I'm sure there's a degree of like the grass is greener, yes. kind of deal going on right now. It's more of it's the it, it's like the thing you, you want, but you can't have. It's the, it's pedestal. the shiny it's, wet. Yeah, it's, it's.
1: It's sorry. I just did something weird with my mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, was driving my I think straight. we're on the same page there. Uh, that was going to be my other point. Yeah. I think. Um, you know, barring that you don't have any problems in your marriage. I think developing feelings for somebody that you're around all the time is mm-hmm. normal.
2: Yeah. I mean, um.
1: It's, but like you said, like. You really have to think about, like, why am I liking her so much? Like, is it because mm-hmm. she has these traits and I enjoy that and da-da-da? But, like, if you aren't planning on being with her, I don't think it's necessary to tell your wife. If you are planning on being with her, then don't be a cheater and freaking in your marriage. But I think my advice here is to figure out a way to not be around her anymore. So okay. whether that's leaving your job or being in a different
0: department, department, or, department than yeah, her, yeah, I mean, I I think there's part of me that's like, okay, if this is really going, if if this is as deep as he thinks it is, mm-hmm. and it's that ingrained, and he's like, I'm on a I'm on a a really bad road that's getting faster by like the day, right? Yeah. Does he try to find out if the feelings are reciprocated? Not like with a hookup, but like a does he have a conversation?
1: See, I thought the same thing, but then I'm like,
0: because I mean that once once that can of worms is open, once it's
1: open, it's open, it's, it's out open. there. Because what if she tells your wife?
0: Right, exactly. Well, that was the thing: if she says what no you, and then tells what your if wife, you construed as sexual like, harassment. Oh right, there's a lot of risk involved, but like,
1: I think if you love your wife and you, yeah, you don't want anything to happen, then he's he's already in a good spot of recognizing that it's become a problem mm-hmm. and the way to fix it is to separate yourselves. Cause I think being around her is only going to be more detrimental because at a certain point you're going to like, like her so much that yeah. you're unable to sure, not make a move.
0: Yeah. And I think the, the guilt, like overwhelming guilt, I don't think is warranted. You haven't done anything. So I think you can like alleviate that a little bit because there's not, there's nothing that is, truly been extremely hurtful done like i know there's emotional cheating is is kind of a deal if you're texting her late at night right and and it's going away that if that's and it's going away from work and it's like you're talking about problems and maybe you're talking about your wife at home with her you know like there's stuff that yeah that is not good i don't I, i don't have that context here but
1: right
0: i don't i don't know if if it's a if it's that deeply ingrained and and maybe he knows they are reciprocated or not already.
1: Yeah. This is a hard one. Yeah. Because I, you really need to know how the other person, like I'm not saying that if your marriage is shitty that it's okay to cheat on your wife. No, 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 no. But I think that that makes, if you're already having marital problems and then you're around a girl all the time, like it makes it easier to, for mm-hmm. you to slip into those feelings. Yeah. Even if you really want to stay with your wife.
0: Absolutely. Um, so But it's... I,
1: you know, again, this is something that, Would be very well handled in the uh, hands of a therapist because I do think that if you do tell your wife, it's gonna have to like, man, that like that trust is gonna be hard. Correct. Because then she's gonna always assume that you did something. She's gonna be insecure. Like if you've really done nothing, I would figure out a way to not be around this girl anymore and move past it.
0: Yeah. Which you know where you could start. I think so. Our friends and sponsor of this very episode. better help. Yeah. life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. Um, I think this guy, myself, you uh, know know uh, that life does have its twists and turns, and and I've certainly had a few of them over the last couple of years. And BetterHelp online therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Sally, we are all taking care of our mentals.
1: We, you, and I, I think, are the biggest proponents of mental health that exist. I mean,
0: (laughs) I don't know, like in the in the not the whole
1: world, but obviously, this podcast. Even though there were the only two people, but I clearly love to give you advice, but at the same time, like. Sometimes it's just better to talk it out with a mental health professional.
0: Correct, and that's where I am starting. Yep I, um, I've been on a hotness journey.
1: I've mm-hmm. been on
0: a fitness journey. I'm currently on a, on a health, a meal journey. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on a mental health journey. And BetterHelp yeah. is where I've gone initially yeah. in order to get better with my mentals. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. So, BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if you need. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest. In yourself, or like me, who has gone through um, periods of grief, uh, anxiety, uh, you name it, over the last year and a half or so, mm-hmm. two years, two and a half years.
1: But I also think it's important to say, and not discounting what you're going through currently,
0: sure.
1: but it's also so important to go to therapy. Like therapy is. Should just be also preventative. Care. Yeah, I was so just, like, even if, even if you're if good, you feel like yeah. I'm really happy with what's going on in my life. Learning, like talking to a therapist and learning coping skills and really just getting out your feelings because mm-hmm. sometimes you need to bounce off of somebody.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Is so helpful.
0: Unbiased. So it, I feel
1: like it's very, it's open to everyone. You don't have to have had some horrible correct tragedy. Although, obviously, the mm-hmm. best place for that is getting help.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, you, think of it as a, if you're good and you feel good, think of it as a tune-up. Mm-hmm. Clear the old notion. And if you're like me who's going through a lot, then it's it's helpful. It's, it's impactful. Help. Yeah. Um, and they have a special offer for our listeners, Sally. 10% off your first month at betterhelpcom in That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp. B E T T E R H-E-L-P dot com slash Let's do the next one. Sally, are you ready? a uh, similar question. Okay. And this is the last heavy one. Then we'll get more fun stuff. Uh, hey, mail crew. Brett, I just wanted to reach out and offer my condolences. Thank you. I read your blog on your dad and your journey, and it absolutely hit home as someone who's going through something similar. I guess my question for you is, how have you been able to articulate that grief and subsequent relief in practice? I, too, feel lost, and my Google searching has yet to be successful in making myself feel better. Any tips, tricks, et cetera, on grief that you've found particularly effective? And, well, one, better help therapy. Mm-hmm. Like like that is talking to somebody um, yeah. has been extremely effective. And um, I, I'll, I'll kind of make this one quick. Just knowing that, you know, I've, I've kind of talked about it in the blog and I get a lot of people reaching out telling me similar stories. Like I couldn't figure out how to, you know, how to, handle things. I didn't know when it was going to get better. I felt sad for a long time something in your blog, like triggered something or was good and, mm-hmm. and helpful. So that was cool to, to see that feedback. So I think um, writing is yeah. one of them that I have done that has been crazy, crazy helpful. Um, doing things, I, I mentioned it in my blog too, just doing things that make me feel happy mm-hmm. have been crucial, like going to see friends, going to have a, a beer at a bar, going to Um, going to grill something or make a meal, like just something that I can put my mind to. And, and something that I'm actively working on, and this is going to sound dumb, but like my golf swing Mm -hmm. and placing thought and time and effort and energy into something that is hard and something that is not just done overnight has been a really nice at first distraction. And then after it was a distraction, it's become routine and it's become um, therapeutic. Right. So initially I would go to, the, I went to the range to just like not think about my dad for a while. Yeah. And then now it's become, no, I'm, I'm, I, I'm i good on that. There's no overwhelming wave to escape from or run from. Now it's, it's, it's part of what's making my mental health better right. what, what makes me feel better and i want to do it and it's not just like i need to go get away i I want to go and i think that's so something like that has been um hugely helpful so it's just it's it's getting your mind on things increasingly uh that, that are away from the grief at hand or mm-hmm. the anxiety at hand and you know, occupying your your time because what i ran into the, the worst was Overthinking and and worrying and anxiety and grief when I didn't have anything else to think about right. or do.
1: What do you think? I think that there is a portion of listeners out there who are maybe not having any grief right now, have nothing sure. to grieve. What for you was helpful? I think people are really uncomfortable. Yeah. When it comes to death, or when people are you know dealing with hard situations of how to support them best. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, we talked about this last episode, I haven't lost anyone close to me, but I have been around a lot of loss. Sure. Um, And I think I'm, do a decent job at it, but you always are a little like, I, you know, should I reach out? Should I say something? Like Mm -hmm. what, what for you was like the most helpful or like, what would you, what advice do you give to people who are maybe trying to support someone? Who's going through something similarly to yeah, you? Yeah.
0: I, I think what I found the most helpful, and and don't get me wrong, the people offering condolences and help and everything. I I appreciate everything. And I'm, and everybody appreciates, but it's like the you can only say like you don't get only hear, I'm sorry, I'm here if you need anything so many times. And like that's sort of right. Like if you're friends with somebody, that's a given. Yeah. You kind of expect that. Right. Um, and it's always it's nice to articulate that, and and I very much appreciate that. It is the people that, um, have like commiserated, yeah. That's been the most helpful for me. The people that have said, "Dude, that fucking sucks." Yeah, you're dealt a shit hand. That like yeah. the the acknowledging of how shitty of a situation something is mm-hmm. has been like, you know what? Thank you. I. I appreciate that, and I didn't know that going into this whole process. Is like, what's gonna, what's gonna be good? What's gonna be bad? What's right. gonna be helpful or impactful? And it's the people that commiserate and are just like, dude, like, it's nice to hear. I'm thinking of you. It's nice to hear. I'm sorry. It's nice to hear. Let me know if you need anything. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's all awesome, but it's the people that say, you're you're a you're a a strong person who's dealt a shit fucking hand. Yeah. And just simple and like, yep, thank you. Because I'm glad, like, I'm glad somebody sees it and it's Mm -hmm. not just sort of the boilerplate thinking of you, thoughts, and prayers.
1: Well, and I think maybe the best thing is just, I think people are really afraid. Oh, of course. There's no, and there's, yeah,
0: there's no easy way to. But I also think that
1: rarely are you gonna say the wrong thing unless you're just like straight up insulting the person who died or something like that. Like, any words are going to be comforting mm-hmm. and like you said like what was most comforting to you is like having somebody to commiserate with whereas somebody else may feel this way but yeah i think everybody's people different. get sure. really paralyzed of like what if i say the wrong thing or they don't want to hear from me like pe- no, somebody it's... who's dealing with something doesn't have to respond to you and that doesn't mean anything It means they've got shit going on yeah you know? it's
0: and you know what it's even nice um just to see a name pop across the yeah. top of the screen. That maybe you haven't talked to them in a while or yeah. maybe you haven't seen them. You know, like it's just nice to know that you have people. Right. Right. It, you could say hi and nothing else. Right. It's just to see even a name come across is like that that's it's just nice. Yeah. You know. It's nice. So be there. You don't have to go over the top, you know. Um but uh I guess in in dealing with grief it's it just all like it all gets better i think is the the coolest thing about this whole process that i've learned is like you're going to have bad days you're going to have moments where it's just breakdown yeah. but they become less and less impactful less and less like spiraling and day ruining and yeah they just ease with well, time yeah
1: time heals and appreciation all. and right but it won't ever go away sure yeah absolutely but it'll get easier to deal with mm-hmm. because you'll learn how to cope
0: exactly and that Goes for loss, that goes for like you have relationship anxiety, you could have work anxiety. It's just it's not infinite, mm-hmm. I guess is the the best way to put it. Yeah. Um, let's do the next one, Sally. Hey, mail in crew. How do I support my fiance when her friends continuously let her down? Her bachelorette party is coming up, and four girls are dropping because, quote, it is too expensive for a night out. The cost includes pre-game drinks and food, round-trip party bus that's 20 minutes downtown, uh, and three-course dinner at one of the nicest restaurants in our city. This friend group is in their late 20s, and my fiance has gone on their bachelorette trips that have cost up to $1,500 a piece. She didn't want to force people to spend a lot, so she went with the local and cheaper option, but this is the response she is getting. I can see it really hurts her feelings. And I'm embarrassed for her friends for being so shitty. Please help. Here's some context: all of the other girls in the in the uh, in the party are fine with the plan. These four girls are not in their own subgroup. It is making the night more expensive for everyone else if they drop. Um, and lastly, I don't want to get involved, but I'm so frustrated hearing this info behind the scenes. I'm about to say fuck it and just pay for these four girls so no one complains. Sally, how do how does this guy support here?
1: Okay, a couple things. Um, It's really sweet that he's like upset for her. Yeah, I think listening to her be upset about it and complain and like bitch about her friends is step one. He's already there, clearly. clearly. Weddings bring out the worst in people. Like we know this. Uh, girls can be really fucking catty. Like I can't even tell you the amount of times that like I have spent tons of money to go to somebody's wedding and then like they, you know, didn't even reciprocate by coming, not that didn't come into my wedding, but like other shit where you're like, just show up, Mm -hmm. you know? At the same time, even when you're trying to be low key, some people are not going to go with it and you just have to let that go. Mm -hmm. As it like... I think sometimes, depending on the way that his fiance is operating, like maybe she wants just some like sympathy and for you to like hug her and be like, this is really shitty and your friends are being shitty Mm -hmm. and I'm really sorry. Or maybe she needs the tough love of like people are shitty. You've got to like let it roll off your back and just move on. Mm -hmm. All of that sucks. I think if you feel really strongly about it and you are close to any of the girls who are dropping out, then there is, I don't think it's out of the norm if you're close to them or know them well to like text and be like, hey, like Sarah's pretty upset. She would really want y'all to come. Is there anything that I can do to help
0: like- Subsidize your- To make
1: sure. And not as like, I'll pay for you to go, but like, I would love for y'all to be there. Like I can Mm -hmm. cover some of it if that helps. Like I know she just wants to be surrounded by y'all. Yeah. Yeah. But I you know, I think people get selfish, people have like people get jealous, there's a lot of reasons that people act the way that they do. I think weddings in general, especially if you have your own shit going on in your life mm-hmm. and then you're you know you what I'm trying to say is we don't know what these four girls are going
0: through I know I just the thing I just I can't get over is like. If you're one of these four girls who have already had their bachelorette parties, and people come and drop a bunch of money to go on them, and like you can't like you have to reciprocate that. I mean, like of those of those twelve to however many people it is, like those are just automatic. Like I don't care how much it is, I'll be there. Yeah, but I. But you're right that things things shit
1: happens. Like people
0: have kids have people have kids, people have
1: mortgages, people have shit going on, and I think growing up. Has really taught me that, like, if they, if that person is not going and maybe it's due to money or maybe it's due to cattiness or whatever, they probably have other shit going on in their lives. Like, do I wanna force them to be there to celebrate with me? Like, no. Mm -hmm. Does it hurt my feelings? Absolutely. It's okay for your feelings to be hurt. Sure. I think telling your fiance, it's okay that your feelings are hurt, it's okay that it's valid that you feel this way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, any of these four friends, maybe they're just bitches. Like maybe they're jealous or maybe they have shit going on in their lives. Like one of them has student loans she can't pay off and like she paid for all the other bachelorettes and then was like, oh fuck, I've got to rein my spending in. You just never know what someone else is going through and as crappy as it is and I'm sure that like your fiance is probably feeling like I'm really trying to not make a big deal out of this and now like I've made so little of a deal out of it that like people are just bailing Feels even worse because you're like, you want to, even as much as somebody's like, no, 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 like, we don't have to celebrate me. It's nice to be celebrated. It's like really humbling yeah. and like makes you feel good about yourself that your friends will show up for you. But at the same time, like, if the girls are dropping out, like, it's okay for her to be upset about it, but it's also not anybody's responsibility to force any of these four girls into it. Like, yeah. if he wants to offer to help pay for it, that's fine. I think it's going to probably make those girls feel awkward mm-hmm. um, and maybe there's something else going on. But I yeah, think if I he feels strongly enough and he is close to any of them, he can reach out or like offer to pay for the dinner or whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. But I also think maybe just giving her some sympathy and being like, I'm really sorry. And and then it's okay to say for her to even say to them like, that really hurt my feelings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But,
1: you know, it's okay for them to also be like, I don't have the,
0: I don't have the cash. Sorry. I don't and have say that hurts with. my feelings and and I went to yours, but you know what? I did it. So see you at the wedding. Yeah. So, um, let's talk policy genius though real quick. Okay. Because policy genius um, is making life insurance much easier. They're not life insurance directly. What they do is they take a bunch of quotes from a bunch of different places and give them all to you on a silver platter so you can make the best decision for you and your family. Why get life insurance? Because uh, we pay do- hundreds of dollars a year to protect our homes, our cars, and even our phones. But too many of us are not taking steps to protect our families' finances. Mortgage payments, private student loans, debt, it just doesn't just disappear, right, if something happens to you. A life insurance policy can provide your loved ones with a financial cushion they can use to cover those costs. And it can provide you peace of mind that even in a worst-case scenario, they will be protected. Already have coverage through work, maybe. Some people do. Having life insurance through your job may not be enough. Most people need up to 10 times more coverage to properly provide for their families, and coverage through work isn't portable. If you leave your job, the policy does not go with you, meaning a gap in coverage when you need it the most. So life insurance typically gets expensive, uh, more expensive as you age, so it's smart to get a policy sooner rather than later. Again, here's how it works. Policy genius is an insurance marketplace that makes it easy to compare quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in one place to find your lowest price on life insurance. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Options start at just $17 per month for $500,000 of coverage. Click the link in the description or head to policygenius.com to get personalized quotes in minutes and find the right policy for your needs. The licensed agents at Policy Genius work for you, not just the insurance companies. Or not, excuse me, not the insurance companies at all. They work for you. They're on hand through the entire process to help you understand your options. So you can make decisions with confidence. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Last one, Sally. Ready? Yeah. I have a question. Okay, here we go. What are the pros and cons of the different airlines, Sally and Brett? Do you have one you stick with or one you absolutely may never fly on? I'm new to flying and also recently got a credit card with pretty free, uh, pretty freaking sweet benefits for flights as long as you choose an airline and stick with it. Thanks and love y'all. This is our, our question number six where we like to travel a little bit.
1: Okay, this is going to be funny because kay. I'm sure we're going to get backlash for this because Ooh. people get really really like die hard about airlines they which i think is hilarious
0: absolutely and
1: people like oh this airline would never do that i'm like mm, they all like low-key suck <laughs> okay like i feel about airlines, same the way airlines i feel down, about politics i'm going like pick Break the lesser the big airlines evils you know uh okay i'm a southwest girl sure um living in texas where I, there are lots of southwest flights available mm-hmm. to me that's been the airline that I fly most of the time, Kay. if not everywhere. That has changed a little bit since Will and I got together because Southwest does not fly.
0: To Detroit.
1: They do fly to Detroit, oh, not do directly, but oh, right. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't fly anywhere near Northern Michigan, which is kind of an issue. Um, if that were the case, my ass would be flying Southwest all the time. Mm-hmm. Here's why I like Southwest this is not a commercial for them because then I'm going to tell you why I like other yeah. lines. Southwest has like done plenty of shitty things in the past, but for the most part, I feel like their customer service will like, if something really crappy happens to you, like make up for it. Yeah. Um, I also have a Southwest visa and via points and the uh, like amount of flights I took or whatever. I currently have a companion pass, which is Very pretty cool. sweet. Um, I know other airlines do this. I have a but Delta one now. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. really tight when it happens. So basically, like, because Fritz can sit on my lap still because mm-hmm. he's under the age of two. Like, we've flown Southwest places. Like when we went to DC, I paid for like one ticket for the three of us, which is mm-hmm. wild. Super cool. People don't like Southwest because they don't like not having an assigned seat.
0: I and argue. I am one of them.
1: I argue that I actually like it better. Because I'm like, well, either if you have status, normally you board in the A's or you can pay to board in the A's. And then you get on the plane whenever. Like, I know going in how it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's just because I fly it so often mm-hmm. that, like, I kind of low-key like that I could, like, snag a freaking exit row and not have to pay extra for it.
0: You, that, you're absolutely right.
1: But people really hate that. I And I get why they do. But I think for me, like, I know pretty much if i am in the b's like the mid b's or higher so early b's or all a that i'm going to get whatever seat i want pretty Mm -hmm.
0: much especially if you're just looking for aisle or window right you're you're pretty much locked in
1: but they don't have a first class
0: nope all the same
1: and they don't they don't assign seats i argue that that like if i'm c Which I never see because I check in on time. But if I'm C, like I know I'm not getting my overhead bag in. Okay, we're I'm checking the bag. People get stressed about that. What I think I notice more people crowding and being gate lice on flights where people actually do have assigned seats
0: because the boarding process needs to be uh, torn up and thrown in a fucking. Fire because I really actually every, enjoyed no, during no, no. COVID when they would, would they go back, back to the front. Yes, it makes that so made much sense. more sense.
1: Why are we, why did we stop doing that?
0: It's insane.
1: It pisses me off because I kind of think like, well, that made the most sense the whole time. But we like, okay, when we fly like Delta or United or whatever, it'll be like, you're like, oh, cool. I'm in like 10A. I'm, I'll probably get on the plane pretty early. No, because they'll be like, we're, you know, we're boarding the pre-boards. Then we're boarding the the Star Alliance p- Plus Platinum da da da. Then we're doing the Star Alliance Diamond da da da. Like, there's like seven boarding classes before they even get to two.
0: Yep, I I.
1: It's dumb. You're like, okay, cool. Like, I so I think it's more stressful trying to get a carry on bag on when you're just like regular general ass boarding because people are. It doesn't matter that you should be like going in line. People are like gate licing like oh, oh shit, the, I gotta the get rush, up there. The for...
0: rush, the rush to the front, and there's people that you know are not first class that are walking in with first class. I just, it's so annoying. Because so then you I see, think... you walked on the plane, you see them. Oh, you're in 36D, man. Yeah, you walked on the plane 20 minutes ago, and you're 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 not a. a but I think a Southwest, something.
1: the plus side of that, Southwest used to go A group, B group, C group. There were no numbers. It was just like a free for all. They fixed yeah. that, and now you're like assigned A one through 60, and they. As they board you in order. I Sometimes love that. people will be on a real power kick, and like literally, if you're 34 and 33 doesn't go in front of you, they will like make you wait. Yeah. A lot of times, like no one really gives a shit. Like you're mm. just kind of in the vicinity, like whatever. Yes. But like I prefer that way. I at least know I'm like a 60. I'm gonna probably be able to get my bag on and like have a decent seat.
0: That's and I I I get that. I like the cleanliness. The relative upscale feel of Delta, more than anything, I have I kind of chose Delta as my airline. Yeah, you got all in on New Delta. York, which made much more sense in New York, by the right. way. Um, Austin too, it, it works in Austin, but New York, it was like you got to be Delta. And it, then then yeah. I got the credit card. Yeah. And now I have status. Yeah. And status is a game changer i was always like a i poo-pooed status i was like yeah you get like a
1: status matters yeah
0: and it does and it's like
1: (sighs) which is why it makes more sense
0: now i'm a status slut
1: yeah if you you like like being upgraded and shit like that it makes more sense to go all in on an airline versus like searching for a deal i personally think i have we are more, now I would say our second choice is Delta because we fly mm-hmm. Delta a lot to get to Michigan because yep, one see. of their hubs is Detroit. Yeah. Um, I also, I had a big period where I was flying United a lot because when I lived in Houston, oh, it made hub, the most sense. Hub city, yeah. Um, so it, it for me, it depends on what city you're closest to. I have yeah. a lot of friends who are from Dallas who fly a lot of American. Mm-hmm. I personally think...
0: American stinks.
1: American blows. Stinks. <laughs> I'm I'm going to fly American like in the coming weeks.
0: And they stink because they're short, sh- short-staffed as shit, and it's unfair to the people that work there. Mm-hmm. It's unfair to the pilots It's unfair to the flight attendants, and then ultimately the the passengers. Because I just, every airline had, has a well, fucking thing. and
1: everyone has shitty experiences with every airline, but I've had more shitty experiences with American than any other airline.
0: Agreed. Same. Same. Or uh, they'll just
1: like legitimately cancel your flight. I know that that happens to other airlines, and what? I know there's American stands out there who are like, fuck you. American's great.
0: Waited for badge for an hour and a half Yeah. with American. Um, I, by the way, I need to say this. This is going to come off as incredibly douchey. If you're losing your badge on flights, it's your fault. It's not the airline's fault. Stop getting to the airport 27 minutes before you leave. Honestly,
1: invest in an AirTag and then put it in your luggage so that you can see where your fucking bag is.
0: This is. It's just uh, Agreed. Very dead of me. Stop getting to the airport 29. I get that it's like, oh, it's cool. You don't have to wait. Even if you have, pre- stop getting to the airport right before your flight leaves and you won't lose your check Okay, bags. but when
1: people have lost my bags, it's never been because it got lost in the transfer.
0: That's, transfer is one thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, I will never, ever, ever again fly Frontier ever
0: oh they like to they they get you for everything
1: here's the deal with frontier spirit allegiant everything else yep. you're like oh solid i'm like getting a ticket for 50 bucks but yep. then it doesn't matter because you have to they charge you for your check bag they charge you for your carry-on they charge mm-hmm. you to print a boarding pass yep like so we're going through this right now because i had to book some flights in europe and i was like texting our travel agent and i was like okay the british airways flight is this much or i could do an easy jet she's like listen that's if you want to take a judge, That's fine, but you're going to end up spending the same amount of money that mm-hmm. you're spending when you're instead of just flying British Airways because you like tried to get a deal because you're going to have to pay for all this extra and shit. It
0: always happens. Yep, always happens.
1: So I, people, I, I, I'm at the point now where I don't think that Southwest is a budget airline. I think it no. was for a really long time. Their
0: prices are oftentimes higher than Delta. Yes, yeah. for, for what I'm trying to do, I've, I've found.
1: Right, I think it's a safe bet to pick two that you're like willing to like mostly fly. Yeah, I think and then that's obviously fair. you bop to other places. People like I feel like a lot of people really like Alaska.
0: Yeah, I just don't I, there's I never, just not I like very, a lot of very Alaskan rarely do I airlines. fly like West. Yeah. To like San Francisco or anything. I fly also, I think I'm flying people Alaska like, San Diego. Go
1: ape shift or jet blue. We just don't have like yeah, jet blue. Jet blue is good. I feel but, like if you were in New York or LA that would make more sense.
0: JetBlue was like legendary with like 10 or 12 years ago when they had all the new technology mm-hmm. and now all of their planes still have the same 2008 technology. When you
1: get on a brand new plane,
0: oh, there is so no weird. better
1: feeling. You're like, what? Southwest has like new nice planes that when you get on, you're like, oh, the Wi-Fi is going to work. The oh, seats Delta. are going to be nice. When you, get a,
0: when you get on a Delta plane and it has the blue glow. Oh
1: my God. We were on Game one. Over. We were on a Delta, like a really nice Delta plane to yep. Detroit when we went to Michigan. And I was like,
0: oh, yeah,
1: this makes everything it's else look like, shit. I do like the Delta serves you Biscoff cookies too. I'm a big fan.
0: It's Delta. Delta's the one. And if you get a Delta, like a platinum MX or a, even a gold MX, you spend like three grand, you get like 90,000 miles. So
1: there are people who are really good at this that they like. I'm
0: not. I'm they, jealous. They of like them.
1: switch around which cards they use and then they cancel they them. They
0: open and, and can't and transfer. They just transfer balances, get the 90,000 yeah. mile. It's, 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 uh, I'm, it, not, I'm sure it does a number on your credit score. I yeah. can't imagine it's like financially. Good for you, but you don't have to spend.
1: I think that's what the Point Guy's whole blog is yeah. about. It's like figuring out how to yeah. finagle that. Oh, yeah. We're flying British Airways to London. And the last time we did it, I really enjoyed it.
0: they like they take pride in, in like an upscale experience.
1: Well, I think flying Delta or like Air France is also really nice. Mm-hmm. But we we've done this flight before. And I think the best thing, this is going to sound so stupid, is all the flight attendants were British. And I was like, I already feel like I'm in London. It was like <laughs> so exciting. Like, this is legit you're like they're like serving you tea and you're like this is a real london experience they're probably <laughs> like this is so stupid and like the tea is really shitty and we don't you care
0: dumb americans yeah oh man um, i can't
1: wait for people to like yell at me about how southwest blah blah blah. but oh. two free checked bags you guys when you're checking golf clubs that matters. i
0: know i know i know it's so nice because I've, I've walked up to the golf clubs have gotten interesting lately because a lot of the time they're not cla- like i don't I, I put my golf clubs on an Alaska thing one time, uh-huh. and they were just like, cool. I don't know if they were being nice, but they were like 50 pounds, yeah. and they weren't marked oversized. I was like, okay. I just paid the regular like 40 bucks. Yeah. But with Delta, it's just like they, they don't even check my my weight anymore. They're just like, here you go. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, that'll do it for questions. So do you have any uh, shower thoughts?
1: I do have a shower thought. I thought about this last night, um, and I actually asked Will this question. Okay, um were there any foods that you like either grew up eating and then you later realized that that was like weird that you ate it all the time as a snack mm-hmm. or vice versa that you like had never heard of and then you like went to college or the real world or whatever, and then you realized like oh i didn't I didn't even like know what that food was. Here are my examples yeah when I got to college, like all my girlfriends that i like the crew that I started running around with like all used to like eat brie cheese and crackers and I was like, what the fuck is just brie? Like, are we just like having charcuterie plates? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that was.
0: Okay. That's it, like, Something
1: that I did not eat as a snack. Like, I wasn't like making myself a cheese board.
0: No, I wasn't. Which either. is hilarious because now, because I, now, love, you're, now you're, I make right. them you're the cheese board.
1: Uh, I also legitimately had like never had an avocado by itself that wasn't in guacamole, which is actually kind of wild, but I also think that mm-hmm. avocados weren't a huge thing until I was in college. Like, I feel like they had a real renaissance. Yeah, I think avocados- Just like, remember when Brussels sprouts were like a huge thing, like kale? It's like, those were foods that I just like never ate.
0: Like- Okay.
1: So I I got to college and people were like, just eating avocados. I was like, wait, what the fuck's happening over here?
0: Interesting.
1: Also, I don't think I'd ever had hummus until I got to college, which is wild. Like hummus is like very basic. We just didn't have dips and stuff in our house. Like I just ate bags of chips as snacks. Or like that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think I'm. I'm similar. I didn't like. This is gonna sound weird, but just like Mexican food. Yeah, in general, we had tacos growing up, but like I don't think I had a quesadilla or an enchilada or a. Oh no, my mom made pretty good enchiladas, maybe. But like quesadilla, queso, uh, guac, um, salsa, like, t- none noth- none of that. People, was like most growing people up who did s-
1: not grow up in Texas. will said this last night this was yeah i had never even heard of a breakfast taco yeah oh no
0: chance would i ever have known that until i got to college and we we there were two mexican restaurants in saratoga and like we had like a moe's yeah and we would i would go and get you know a taco yeah i was just like i know all the the other stuff on the menu i've heard of but like i've never had it so i'm just gonna yeah and then you know you have a quesadilla for the first time like holy shit and i never did never had taco bell we didn't have a taco bell growing up so moe's was as close as it got to like fast mexican food uh, or fast touch match i guess but yeah and then the other anecdote i have here is i was a vegetarian because i had a kidney disease and i couldn't process proteins until i was like 16 17. it's so like i didn't have a chicken wing until i was 16 or 17. really i didn't have a steak i didn't have um the one thing i could have was fish weirdly yeah but uh Yeah, no chicken, no beef, no pork, no nothing. I didn't have bacon. I didn't have nothing until meat wise until I was like sixteen, seventeen. So going to college, vegetarian. uh, I am, despite my butcher botch read. Yeah, I am like vegetarian curious Mm -hmm. based on the amount of research that I've done. After I like
1: a like a meatless Monday situation.
0: Oh yeah, I and I've never been a red meat like Mm -hmm. fiend. I don't crave steak ever. I don't crave pork ever. I don't crave like ground beef, I don't crave hamburger. I don't. Never have I ever craved red meat. I'll crave like a chicken wing, but that's more about the buffalo sauce than anything. Yeah. So I've never had like the I, I, if I want if I needed to be a vegetarian tomorrow, my doctor's like, you need to go tomorrow. Yeah. I'd, I'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm just consciously working in much, much, much healthier. Yeah. Meals as it is. I, the one thing I I don't think I could do is be like vegan.
1: I, that would be hard i think but. i I consume a lot of dairy products yeah like not on purpose it's but i do cheese. have like yogurt and cheese yeah
0: i could i could cut eggs if i wanted to i could cut milk yogurt oh, see
1: i don't think i could cut eggs
0: yeah i the eggs would be in stuff but yeah I, I don't need like a scrambled egg
1: fritz has two scrambled eggs every single day really fucking crushes eggs
0: let's go fritz man
1: and apparently most babies don't like eggs he like yeah Sees eggs, we have to like let them cool down because otherwise they'll like burn him. And he was like screaming this morning because he wanted the eggs. I was like, they got to cool buddy, you're gonna
0: burn your hands. The dude just loves housing scrambies,
1: loves housing scrambies.
0: It's awesome, anyway. That'll do it for the mail in today, Sally. Did you have a good time?
1: I had a great time, that
0: was fun. Long up yeah. long, long today, 1, long, 112. Long uh, please subscribe, rate five stars, review, tell a friend about the podcast, hit the hotline number 888 362. M-A-I-L, that's 888-362-6245, or right at the link in the Twitter bio at mailinpodcast. Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you?
1: People can find me at Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter.
0: I am Schmerriman on both of those platforms. Randy, thank you. Sally, thank you. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Bye.